Welcome to the very first episode, take two of our podcast, Toast and Roast. I am your co-host, Jeff. And I am Georgie. Cool, cool. So um, I guess for our very first podcast, we should give a bit of an introduction to each other. So um, I'm Jeff, I'm a Sydney-based UI systems engineer, as my official title states. What about you, Georgie? I don't believe in official titles, but, you know, I like to call myself a cascading stylist. I'm also based in Sydney, but um, I grew up in Western Sydney, and that's a nice topic we can talk about another time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we can deep dive into our backgrounds another day. But um, actually, why not? Why not now? Why not now? How was life growing up because in Western Sydney? Because it's going, it's going to be a big, I mean, it's going to be a, a big explanation, I feel like. But basically, if you're listening to this and you're from Western Sydney, we're probably going to get along. And there's probably some jokes about Western Sydney that we both understand. Um, there's just this thing about people from Western Sydney kind of being super chill and when you meet other people from Western Sydney in other areas of Sydney. It's just like, oh, hey, you're from Western Sydney. And you just kind of get each other in this weird way. I mean, I don't know if it's like that for other areas, but we're also just known to be more chill in general, apparently. Yeah, I kind of get that because I'm originally from Perth and um, I try to hide this fact because, I don't know, I'm semi-embarrassed about my Perth origins. Um, just because, yeah, per- Perth is, I guess, known for being, I don't know, very far away, very retirement village, you know, small town So type it's the stereotypes. Place. Yeah, um, I'm actually not fully aware of the stereotypes. I just believe that I'm a city, city guy at heart. So I uh, come from a very city mindset. I enjoy my dense um, architecture and the not so much the smoking, I guess, but you know the availability and the immediacy of city. The pace is also f- pretty good. So, um, but yeah, I'm from Perth. It's very slow over there, and we do get that same kind of connection. Where if I meet a Perth person, I'm like, oh, okay, so we probably have some Facebook friends in common, and we all get the Perth. Uh, jokes like it's boring it's a quiet town ghost town type place that's funny i think this is the same with western sydney is that western sydney is the butt of many jokes um but yeah unlike you i think i have a weird sort of pride that comes with coming from western sydney but that pride hasn't always been there it used to be a little bit embarrassing i think the older i got and the more i spent time in the city and like Eastern Sydney, basically, the more I sort of started to appreciate where I grew up. Um, but since you specifically mentioned Perth, I remember when I first visited Perth, I actually, I liked that it was quiet. I wouldn't specifically call myself like a quiet town person or the country person or anything like that. But also, I mean, I don't, I'm not really a city person either. I feel like I'm sort of in between. You went to... um you went to America, didn't you? Um, where yeah, was it again? Yeah, so I've been to a few different cities there that are quite different. So I've been to Portland, which right. is, Portland people would is say a bit, a bit sleepy. Love. Yeah, and um, New York kind of overwhelmed me. Like, I liked it, and I liked that there was always something to do. 
but I found it really busy and just really overwhelming for my liking. But I didn't live there, and they say if you're living in a big city versus visiting, it is quite different. So I feel like some people would say the same thing about Sydney being busy, but because I just live and work here, it's just different. <laughs> Yeah, my brother when he came over to Sydney, he was just like, "Everyone's so rude around here," and I'm like, "It's fine," <laughs> but I haven't actually <laughs> noticed um, any kind of that kind of difference between Perth and Sydney. It's like who, like people being more or less rude, um, but I guess he's a bit more sensitive to the to that type of thing. And I spent two and a half months in San Francisco. So um, living in Sydney is uh, pretty good, I think, compared to San Francisco. I'm not a I'm not an interaction with people person though. Like I don't go around saying hi to people. They don't necessarily talk to me. Like sitting on a bus bench, nobody just strikes a conversation. Um, yeah, I'm that definitely America, not that though. kind of person. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I do find them to be more friendly over there. They're more, I guess they're more likely to start a conversation with you in America. You get yeah. that a bit here, but I feel like people are more reluctant. I remember being on the, in the on the bus and I actually whole conversation on the bus about startups and that person's startup. But that's the, that was the thing back in, I don't know, when was it? 2011, 2010, um, in, in San Francisco, everybody was doing a startup and you can literally talk to anybody about that. Um, topic. I remember someone writing a blog post exactly about this wherever you went there. You'd be in a cafe and someone would be talking about starting up startup. Yeah, I think on Twitter right now I have a lot of American I follow a lot of American people. They're like, I need to leave San Francisco because this is all that people talk about. I think there's a fatigue now um, for people yep. living there. But in any case, uh, that's our, our semi-histories. Um, I mean, I've got a really, really long history because I, I wasn't even born in Australia. Um, born in Hong Kong and we m moved around a lot because of my dad's job. Um, I don't know how much I've told you about this, but... Um, yeah, I've told me. It's quite a story, as they would call it, and I hate this term. They would say you had a colourful a colourful <laughs> childhood oh. or something like that. <laughs> I really don't like that term. <laughs> Actually, you're, that's really interesting. Would you call my... Uh, I'll go through what, I'm, what I went through first. And so um, I was born in Hong Kong. We moved to Taiwan a couple years later. And then a couple years later, we moved to Malaysia. We went even to Jakarta, Indonesia. And then we did a couple back and forths between Hong Kong and Malaysia again. And then my dad decided to um, retire in Perth when I was 10 years old. So... Um, I moved around every couple years, uh, from zero to 10. Um, so yeah, w would you call that a colorful past? Well, I, I wouldn't call it that, but if other people didn't know the details, I feel like they, they would come up with a way to describe it. That's in yeah. like one word or something. And it's, I guess in America, for example, I think they call them. Uh, like children of people who are in the army, uh, like army yeah, children or army something, brats, when their parents, yeah, when their parents move around a lot for whatever reason. Um, but yeah, I mean, I feel like 
I feel like that's just people have different experiences. They might move around a lot when they're a kid, but everyone's parents is is in a different occupation. And so it would depend. Like I, I wouldn't call it colorful. I just I feel like that's yeah. such a strange word. <laughs> yeah, when you said colorful, my mind went straight to like I was in jail. Um, I really <laughs> like that's that's like a colorful past. Um, so speaking you, of colorful, did you hear about, like... about um, <laughs> you talk about that guy, right? The, the McAfee guy. Oh yeah, the McAfee guy had a colorful past. That yeah. was colorful. That's what they said in the news articles. So I reckon if someone's writing about you in a news article, Jeff, they might try and you know make you sound more more cool and more interesting and play yeah. it up a little bit. <laughs> yeah. What's your thoughts on the McCaffrey stuff, by the way? I don't know. I, I mean, I don't think I have an opinion on it. Um, it's it's strange. I mean, I they said he might have committed suicide. I, I don't know, obviously. Um, I did see a meme. I think there was, there was a oh, meme. Oh, no, they're not saying memeing him already. He should have installed, like, Norton, was it? I don't know. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, I did see they that They named him. They memed him. Yep. Yeah. But, the, you know, the yeah. joke is like he would have he would have been able to escape like the United States if he had installed Norton instead of McAfee or something like that. Yeah. Um. But I read he actually didn't install McAfee at all. Like he didn't use his own product. Why does that not surprise me? I feel like that's not that doesn't seem that. Yeah. Uncommon. Common. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, so yeah, I moved around a lot when I was a kid, and then we moved to Perth when I was 10, and then by the time I was 18, I was like, why why did my parents choose to move to Perth? Um, you started asking the hard questions. Yeah, well, I was like, okay, it's kind of quiet, you know, we don't have any gun violence, I guess. It's, like, really suburban. It was really suburban. I rode my bike to school. I rode the bus to school. <laughs> I was like... 20, Wait, what's wrong with the bus, minutes. Jeff? What's wrong with the oh, bus? Buses. <laughs> I tell you about buses, man. They, they, they have to go through fucking traffic. Um, none of them are very good drivers. The gas lift suspension is always so over exaggerated. I can't tell if it's a science thing or not. But it, I just, I just feel so sick <laughs> riding on buses nowadays. I think, I think it's maybe Sydney buses. Um, um, and maybe I a little think bit transfers right. to Perth buses, but yeah, it's just horrible. I can't do it. But I was going to say, I don't think much has changed since you were a kid and buses now, because I genuinely feel like the same way about buses as a 30-year-old, so there's that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess um, there might not be any difference. I think the for the, the most The other thing part, I noticed yeah. is that we've just been like not really moving around much because of this pandemic and so i think the first time i got on a bus for the first time in i don't know <laughs> six months or something it was really odd and i i stepped off the bus and i i'm pretty sure i had vertigo because it just felt like the ground was moving a little bit and it was probably just because i hadn't been on a bus in a really long time <laughs> yeah maybe um also i think we our phones are a little bit more addicting addictive so I um, try not to use yeah. mine on the bus because the bus does move a lot more than say a train would. Yeah, exactly. So as a kid, I didn't have 
like a smartphone or anything to constantly read on the bus. And nowadays it's really hard to just not uh, pick up your phone every, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes to look at it. Um, I do have bit, a bit of good discipline where I only check my phone maybe 15, 20 minutes at a time on the bus and I don't read very much. So it's a good, it's a good habit to have. I, there was a period of time, like obviously before the pandemic started where I just decided I wouldn't use my phone on, on the bus on the way home and I would just, you know, listen to music or possibly a podcast. Possibly, I say possibly because I don't listen to many, if any podcasts, but here I am recording one. Yeah, it's a bit weird, huh? Because I only listen to one podcast. Oh, um, yep. It's it's very it's a very nerdy one. Um, it's based on these three guys who do live like Twitch streaming. They Twitch stream playing games and stuff like that. They play board games and things. It's like kind of niche. Yeah, kind of niche. Um, they don't talk about games very often. Um, that's the thing, actually. I the podcasts I do listen to, which are brought together by three three guys who usually do games, don't talk about games, and three guys who usually um, talk uh, do anime based YouTube videos, don't talk very much about anime on the podcast either. So, so do yeah. you listen to them because you like these people, or you're just you you know them and they did a podcast and you started listening to them? Um. I got introduced to the uh, the three guys who do the get video game one by my friend. I think I just listened to it because it's something to do on my walk, like half an hour. The thing mm. is an hour long. So I usually just listen to half an hour of it and then I stop and then I listen to it again. Um, the other one, the, the guys, some the anime one, they sometimes have funny topics and they do that whole thing where they record and then they chop it up into clips and so I watched a few of their funny clips, and then I and then I started watching their like whole two hour long uh, podcast videos when I'm really bored. And I think um, that's about it. How about you? Like, what's your yeah? Podcast? So I right now I only listen to one podcast as well, and it's called Becoming Better, um, and it's kind of related to being a, a better person, uh, but also there's like a focus on like productivity and how you can you know do do better in your day-to-day like in terms of how much work you get done and yeah yeah. way more productive than my podcast (laughs) (laughs) so the the, i came across it because um uh the guy who co-hosts it um his name's chris bailey he i've been reading his blog a life of productivity.com for like a really long time and I really enjoyed his blog posts because they were pretty easy to read. They were they were like no bullshit. You know how you've got those productivity porn type people who get really preachy. <laughs> Sorry, the term that productivity kind of porn is the, it's the first time I'm hearing this term. <laughs> yep. Oh really well I mean, you know, you can apply that's the that's the word that people use for a lot of things to describe yeah, so you yeah. get like I really hadn't... into it and it's just yeah <laughs> so yeah I, just... I liked his I liked his blog and um I read his his book as well which he published um I think it's it's called Hyperfocus um I think he's got another book on the way or maybe I've only read one of them I can't quite remember but he seemed like a cool 
a cool person and um, just his yeah the fact that his stuff was not like preachy and it was really honest and open and I appreciated that and he came out uh, in the podcast as like just some, someone enjoyable to listen to and he does the podcast with his wife and uh, I just really like their dynamic and I've just never like enjoyed any other podcast like maybe I haven't looked enough or tried um I generally feel like podcasts are not my my thing um but yeah that's what I'm listening to at the moment yeah podcast discovery is a bit of a weird thing like unless someone's um, got like a strong presence in other areas where you're interested in and then you find out they have a podcast and you might listen to their podcast I think in general the yeah the discovery is just not as uh, virulent or virile or whatever from like I don't YouTube know what stuff. word you're saying <laughs> like like it doesn't it's not as easy to find like if you think about how YouTube operates um as an algorithm. I know you have strong opinions about YouTube and Google. YouTube. Yeah. But um, there's, uh, yeah, there's an algorithm, right? It's constantly pushing uh, new content to you you may not know of or you may not have watched before. And I think, yeah, podcasts doesn't, just doesn't have that, um, that recommendation algorithm and ways to find it. Um, someone randomly called, emailed me about their new podcast um, platform, which is basically aiming to be YouTube, but for podcasts. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, it, it kind of triggered that thought. I'm like, oh yeah, you're right. Like there's just no platform that really um, promotes podcasts and recommends podcasts as an engine. Um, but it's very it's- shady. It's that a little bit problem. difficult, I I think. Like you have to listen to something. There's no sort of visual to accompany this conversation, <laughs> for example. Like we don't even have a logo as we're talking about this, or I don't even know if we need a logo. Like what's what's the cover oh. of this thing? How do you discover you how do you just how do you get people to discover podcasts without getting to listen to like fifteen seconds? Because people are lazy. People don't want to listen to fifteen seconds of audio. That's true, so. that's true. Um I'd say it's probably description-based. Uh, maybe you can write an AI to just extract the key points of a uh, audio clip and describe it to somebody um, in a couple of sentences. But you're right. I think, um, yeah, vis- visuals are pretty important um, when capturing someone's um, interest. So, yeah, when it comes to audio do we get like a custom sketch made for every <laughs> every podcast <laughs> that completely and uh like conveys the idea of our podcast somehow in, a, in an illustration that'd be mad it's going to it's going to eventually sound like an ad, like a tv advertisement mm-hmm. yeah. and somehow yeah. i don't like where that's going we're going to end up having a jingle for every single episode and it's going to be a silly song that's yeah <laughs> Um, does, does the podcast that you listen to, the, the productivity porn podcast, uh, come with a jingle? Does he have one or do they have one? Yeah, there's a little bit of music at the beginning. It's pretty simple though. So, you know, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know, maybe it's, maybe it was stock, stock, um, music or something, but it's, it's just a basic intro to before they start talking. And then yeah. I think it ends with that as well. 
It's I mean, it doesn't. Same. I feel like it never needs to be anything fancy. Yeah, it's the same for the other podcasts on this. Actually, the anime one doesn't have any jingle. The um, the gaming one, they have a little bit of a jingle, but they're high production value. Like these guys, um, they do charity uh, events, and they're um, quite prominent in the gaming industry. Um, they do those charity live streams where they go on for like twenty four hours, and they have guest guest stars come on and stuff like that. And, it's yeah they have a whole production so it's understandable that they have a little jingle at the beginning <laughs> not not that it yeah. should be that high production so yeah I, I wonder um i guess we could talk about uh why we decided to start this podcast <laughs> mm. okay where do we start <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's one thing also for anybody who's listening to this we we're basically in a lockdown in Sydney, so what a good time to start a podcast because we're fucking bored. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You also mentioned something about how you wanted to do something non-tech related um, as a hobby. Yeah, I guess so. That's just a general, like, an overarching thing. But I think there have been times... Uh, in the past few years where I've had a really funny conversation with one of my friends like and one of them is you Jeff and it's oh, been like really? this topic oh. yeah so well that's why we're talking <laughs> so and surprised. I thought in my mind someone else should listen to this conversation because and maybe I'm like tuning our own horn here but I think the conversation is fucking hilarious and people should mm -hmm. hear it and I was like this would make a good a good podcast but um i guess you know when i've been interested in that um it hasn't quite come to fruition so but yeah we're here we're here today <laughs> yes and i yes. think some of our conversations are probably i think they're in this bucket that you call hot takes <laughs> yeah yeah um yeah i mean like when i suggested the, the podcast to you it was basically after having a hot take conversation um so for, for anyone's listening, we have a, a pretty long list of topics to go through over our journey in the podcast area. And I think, um, yeah, I think it'll be interesting just to record conversations. Um, if anything, I enjoy podcast, the podcasts I listen to because it's kind of like um, just a couple of friends they're just catching up after the week and it's it's nice to listen to them um bitch and uh well in our respect we're going to be roasting a lot of things here uh, a little less toasting <laughs> a lot more roasting um yeah. and, and moan about their their lives and take the piss out of each other so um i i guess people the the thing is podcasts have taken off in the in the covid era hasn't it you're saying we have competition? <laughs> Not really competition. I'm just saying that it, um, that I think people uh, have because an appreciation they're locked in. Found. Yeah. yeah, they're locked in. They they can't really have that conversation in the office anymore. They can't. They don't socialize like they used to. So I think listening to other people talk um, about stuff it's like a pleasant welcome. In. Yeah. It's just a, a replacement for that. Because I find, like, if you're in an, 
if you're doing remote work and you wanted to try emulate that, you'd have to have some kind of always on Zoom or Google meeting and everyone should be in that Google meeting um, all day. But like no one does that and it's a bit awkward. Well, actually, I think, <laughs> I think I do that sometimes with a couple of my colleagues. Like, we're, That's nice. But usually we're pairing on something and, mm. you know, we'll just be on a call and we're just both focusing on something and it could be different, could be a little bit collaborative. At times we might then need to let the other person know, hey, I've pushed some changes, you can work on this. And so in that regard, it's kind of useful to kind of not always be on a call with someone, but to be on a call with someone for like an hour or so. And it's sort of like you're sitting next to them in the office. I mean, yeah, I don't do this with everybody. And obviously it depends on the person's level of comfort, but yeah, there is a barrier to getting to that stage and being comfortable with your colleagues. Yeah. I mean, you've been at your job for, what, five years now? Five and a half. Five and a half. <laughs> You're a lifer. Did you, I think yeah. you said one time. I'm like, never leaving. You made, made it past five years. You're never leaving. Well, I said if I made five, I'm going to go for ten. Okay. So <laughs> I'll give you an update when I get to ten. Don't know yeah. what I'm doing then. <laughs> The yeah. fantastic I get of tech, which is also another topic that we'll probably talk about. Sick of what, sorry? Tech. Oh, of tech, that's right. Yeah, tech tech burnout. Um, that's a very deep conversation that we probably won't try and dive into right now. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'd, but I mean, strong contrast to you, I've moved jobs every like two to three years um, and you, you stuck around at that one job for five years. And I think that's nice. Well, like, well, why do you think you're still there? I think, I think I just persisted and, um, there were definitely some low points, but you know, I think the, I had some, I had, I've always had faith in the company. Um, and like there were always good reasons to stay. Um, so I always found that when I persisted, like I just had to be patient and uh, things would improve. I believe um, it takes some time for change to happen in a company. Um, it takes a long time for you to see that change. So sometimes things might seem pretty difficult for a period of time, but yeah, I think I was patient for as long as I, I possibly could have been. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I think you you've skipped over what you actually did. I don't think you've actually said <laughs> Did I? what you do. Have we <laughs> talked about this? Have we talked at all about what we do? I, I think, I, I said I'm a UI system engineer. I'll make it. A... <laughs> and you were like, I think you just oh, avoided yeah, the question. Yeah, I, 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 I glossed over it because I don't like titles. No, I, titles. I basically do. <laughs> I basically do the same thing Jeff does. I, I, <laughs> my, ti my title is UI engineer. Like, I mean, basically, which for other people, they might call that a... Uh, like a front-end engineer. Yeah. And I just yeah. say software engineer. You know when you're filling those government forms, you're like, what's your job? And it's like, well, the only thing that really, there's like a big umbrella, and so I just go software engineer. And when I talk to people, I will probably never meet again, and they ask what I do. Software engineer makes the most sense. Because after all, I do engineer software. But like, yes. yeah, I mean, to be super creative, I started calling myself cascading stylist because like, <laughs> I, I do deal with the CSS a lot. 
cascading stylus is a good one. I might steal that for my Slack. Uh, no, title. no, you don't steal. No, that's my <laughs> Slack title. <laughs> well, the yeah, I think the titling thing is is very difficult when it gets into um, more of like the outside um, art industry. So yeah, only I think you lucked in actually. You lucked into a UI systems job uh, right off the bat, didn't you? Yes. SCM? And I feel like if well, I looked it wasn't into a UI always... systems job, I'd be there for five years as well. Well, um, yeah, I guess it was something that, like, being, like, having a design system was not something that we always had. It was something I, I suppose, like, it's like I grew into and something that got introduced to the company while I was there. So, I mean, some people would call it lucky. I think other people might have attributed it to me just sticking around for a long time but it I, it depends like everybody's journey is different right yeah um but so what did you do before that that team was even formed yeah so we were like in your traditional sort of product team where you had like one front end engineer per like product team that pretty standard thing where there's like a back end engineer front end engineer product yeah. manager it's like tech lead so yeah, there there were only um, like three or four of us uh, in the in the whole company, and we just worked on yeah different features around the product. Okay, and then and then someone broached the topic that you might just form your own centralized UI team. Yeah, I to be honest, I don't remember the exact details, but yeah, um, it was something that like I think we started working on a really super early iteration of a design system. Uh, and there was a bit of a reorg because a couple of people left the company um, and then it was decided that we should probably form a team and try and work on this design system. And that was that was about, I think, three and a half years ago now. The going for me was like, I didn't really have goals in my career. Uh, there was, we've, we've had this conversation before, but um, there was that whole period of time where I just refused to learn JavaScript because I found it difficult and it was yeah. a it was a crappy learning curve for me. I was very much like I really want to keep building UI. Uh, no one had really like shown me or demonstrated like how useful JavaScript could be. Or and and I looked at React and it was just a bit of a, a bit of a terrifying, scary place. And so even if I, I think at the time if I wanted to go and find a, a role better suited for me, uh, it would be difficult because there there was a lot of JavaScript React stuff going around at the time, and I didn't yeah. know any of it. So I feel like I was almost trapped, and that persisting was the only thing to do. And yeah, I guess I got lucky yeah. in that roles grew for me at my company. Yeah, I think your company's been really supportive of you. So I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't fault you for sticking around when some, when a company's been that supportive of your growth and your goals in general. Um. And even if they decided to try force you to learn a bit more JavaScript and because the company was moving to React, you're React now, right? Like, yeah. So more. it's just something that I think I had to sort of accept and slowly fight, like find my own way, like rather than being forced into it. Because at first it sort of felt like there was, there was a period of time when you, I don't know if you've experienced this before, but they try and make you go full stack because of the, you know, people uh, devalue the front end. Again, another another topic yeah. for another day. But um, there was a period of time where that was the case. Um, yeah. And, like, 
you know, obviously no fault to the company because the, we're all just trying to adapt. But, you know, for me, I think the important thing was like focusing on my own journey and like not getting kind of distracted by what everybody else was doing outside of my company or in in the same field. So I had to kind of, you know, find my own sort of way to learning JavaScript and React. But yeah, I mean, another topic for another day, imposter syndrome. <laughs> so like even now, glossing <laughs> I'm over like, wow. so many topics. <laughs> yeah, 100%, I think. Um, yeah, for me, I had a, uh, I developed goals that were beyond the reach of my or what I perceived beyond the reach of the company that I was with. And therefore I, I seeked out a different job to achieve those goals. And now I'm in a UI systems team and uh, yeah, I hope to write this out see how, see how far it can go. Um, I did also want to, oh, there was a topic in my head that we were, that I was thinking of just now, but that's okay. Yeah. We've, we've got over a lot of topics. Um, we've given you, given a, bit of an insight um as to what we do um but other than talk shit other that than is. talk shit that's it this is this is the podcast everybody this is a podcast where we will <laughs> dive into our opinions about random things and hopefully you enjoy that yeah. and and that's about it everybody uh thanks for <laughs> Thanks for joining us on our very first podcast. Hopefully we can uh, make a couple more episodes uh, a little bit more interesting, maybe. Thank you. See you next time. See you next time.